Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Tech Raptor Podcast. I'm Robert Scarpanito, your features editor. Andrew Rotten, editor-in-chief. Robert Doggett, site founder. Andrew Stretch, the Antichrist editor. Oh, boy, howdy. That's a good way to start this show. <laughs> Got a lot of angels and demons going on. I figured, like, let's double uh, down. I think I've been the Jesus editor before, so. I feel you like edited you have... for Obama? Because from what I remember, he was the Antichrist. If I, that's what the news was reporting. Oh yeah, God, that, that's, that's what your uncle who watches Fox News told you, right? Yeah. Well, did they also tell you? Let's roll right into news. Um, so there's a game out called I Am Jesus Christ, yeah. and on Steam, yeah. I want ev- Jesus. I really want everyone to know this. This is why I'm bringing it up with the Fox News thing. Uh, most games on Steam, when they're marketing themselves, they have snippets, you know, quotes, reviews from websites people quote from us all the time and we love it and this is the first time i've seen on steam.com steam steampowered.com that's it that the first review quote is from fox news i didn't see that (laughs) and it says i am jesus christ video game causes stir which isn't even like a positive thing so (laughs) that's a pretty so they know exactly what they're going for if that's what they're quoting yes oh and then the new york post yeah, then the New York Post, a new computer game called I Am Jesus Christ will allow gamers to role play as the good shepherd himself. <laughs> and wow. then IGN experience Jesus's miracles firsthand, exclamation mark. Uh, good old IGN, man. They're always there for you. To... <laughs> they're straightforward, you know, they're, uh, you know what I mean? So, so yeah, now's the time stuff. that we need to like tell everyone to like pause the podcast, go watch the trailer and then come back. Because this trailer is fucking incredible it's pretty good yes. um, it's it's from the ign fan fest uh from from like last week uh it's it's a little short trailer where you get to see jesus wash the feet of the apostles and um, among other things among the other things it Move looks like a, it looks like a skyrim mod right like it does. <laughs> it kind of does with the two hands uh, and like yeah. you've got like the the like the eagle mode or like you know, whatever powered up mode that like your fingers are translucent. It's like, ah, yes, now I can use my walk on water powers. Mm-hmm. That looks incredible. There are, the, there are the over 30 miracles. Feeling the sick from inside their veins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, there are 30 miracles, 30 plus miracles. I assume that means spells, but you know, the Jesus way. Oh, no, Jesus is absolutely a wizard in this game. Yeah. Absolutely. That is so heretical. there's a lot of bible quotes about magic and it's like this shit is bad like (laughs) okay key features guys we got to go through this experience christ's life firsthand from his birth through to the crucifixion and resurrection so we're going like full in the whole story of jesus uh explore accurate recreations of significant locations including jerusalem uh, 30 spells, including the feeding of the 5,000 and walking oh, yeah. on okay. water. I was going to say, it takes a long time to do. Yeah, like one out of 5,000, two out of 5,000. No, I hope that I hope that that's just you bring up the console and do like backslash spawn fish. <laughs> <laughs> While we're talking about his magic, I want to read you a Bible quote about what they oh. say about magic. Please. Okay. This is where they put the magic users. This is how they think of magic people. 
But the cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, the murderers, the sexually immoral, those who practice magic arts, the idolaters, and all liars, they will be consigned to the fiery lake of burning sulfur. <laughs> but wasn't Jesus's whole thing that he <laughs> hung out with all those people and he like wanted to help them True. and shit? I don't think He's he was just like... like I don't think he was like, I'm also out there murdering and being sexually deviant and doing all the acts you're doing. <laughs> hey, have you seen Maybe the Da Vinci Code game. recently? I don't know. I wasn't there. So. <laughs> <laughs> we'd be, uh, uh, yes. If you were there, we'd My be follow having is I have Jesus. conversation right now. Whoa. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's like the family guy. This man. Dude, this, this game, it's, it doesn't feel real. It's, the crazy oh thing God. is, this is like right after we've come out of games like Abandoned or this other recent one that I've already forgotten the name of. And this one's uh, coming back. Uh, oh, the, uh, the, day before, the day before. The day before. Yeah. The day yeah, before. Yeah. Like, we have all of these like BS vaporware games, whatever, that try to hype up a big thing, whatever. You've just got to come at it with a better angle. Just say, yeah, you play as Jesus Christ. Here's some, here's some pretty possible gameplay. It doesn't look too bad. I think that the the concept is ridiculous, but press uh, L to walk on water. Looks like dog shit. What are you talking about? Well, this is for like I'm expecting that this is like a single creator. Like this is on the same tier as like oh. CGI in the Veggie Tales. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean it. It definitely could be better, but I'm also not convinced it's a real video game. Yeah. That was they were actually only filming on the PS5 for that one. The PC trailer looks Whoa. way better. It's got, this company it's got RTX made, on uh, there. They made a Noah's Ark game <laughs> that's coming out. Jesus. Did you know that? The same company? The They're same making a Noah's Ark game. Simula oh, and gameplay in that. And oh, they yeah. also made a game called Jungle House. I'm a, I'm concerned about the racism of this one. Well, and moon farming. Uh, and moon farming. All of these games look they they're games. I guess. I mean, all, for, for, all of the games come out this year. That's for all wild. we know, their Noah's Ark game might have a better system in place than Skull and Bones. Oh, God. They were at least Noah's able to release their ship game. Like, fucking come on, Skull and Bones. <laughs> Where are you at? Dude, that will be an E3. <laughs> we will see it. Maybe. That will be like our number one thing. We have to see if they're there. Does it exist? I, I'm actually not sure if the Snow's Ark art game is a real game. Like looking at the trailer and the images, it. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I don't I'm know, sure man. Either. Hey, what does a real game really mean? Fuck you, buddy. <laughs> Fair. I, I shouldn't be a, a game gamer gatekeeper, I guess. Ooh, it's art. Well, they uh, with this with this I am Jesus thing. They I don't want to be like stereotypical or anything. But they need a they need a lady and picture her yourself in your head to advertise this. It's just y'all need Jesus, and they need her uh, going around. Well, needs they, to be. Uh -huh. they, they need that, and they need to just plaster that around the internet. And I'd be like, that's pretty good. I'd be happy. I'd be happy with that. Yeah, I I feel like uh, maybe like there's there's a prologue out. There is an I am Jesus prologue that came out in December. Uh, I kind of wish I had played it now because I didn't know that it was a thing until I started scrolling through the, the Steam Dude, page. Do you think like 
Do you have to like brutally just watch him die as he gets crucified? Is that like? Well, no, you don't watch him die. You watch yourself die. Come that's on, what I mean. Right? It's, like, it's not he is Jesus Christ. It's they, I. They just Jesus cut in the scene from Passion of the Christ and call it a day. <laughs> what, if they, what if you have to sit there the whole time and then the dude stabs you and like? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, from a, from a gaming perspective, it's not a very interactive scene. Oh, you just sit there and like waste away <laughs> for three whole. You have to keep the game running. Yeah, for three days. Did Kojima make this fucking game? <laughs> there's like a there's like a QTE to not stumble when you're walking with the cross. <laughs> you gotta use the adaptive triggers and make sure that you're balancing correctly. Almost like use your magic powers now, Jesus. <laughs> uh, believe it or not, uh, the 105 reviews on Steam that are recent for um, this I am Jesus Christ prologue. Uh, the most, it's like mixed overall. Oh. And recent one of the recent ones just says the book was better. Uh, <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> Which one? Matthew, Mark, yeah. Luke, or John? Come on. <laughs> you got to be more specific. Some of them think... got pretty dry in the middle there. <laughs> John's the most interesting. John's the most interesting chapters. one. Oh man, I am Jesus Christ. If you're interested in the video game, it's coming out this year. Allegedly, he will rise, and you can play on on your on That's your right. video game machine. God, this game looks so weird. I'm just trying to think of like other miracles he performed that I would just like love to see attempt to be done. I think all of, like, all of the highlights are really like the Old Testament. Yeah. Like, when just an alcoholic, like, yeah. a real. Yeah, guy. Do, um, do you th do you think the beginning of the game is going to be like a two hour carpentry session? Oh man, <laughs> could be. There's a time that he he shows up to to the church and converses with all of the smart holy men and fucking schools them. That could be like the that could be like a Ace Attorney esque sequence where they're like, ah, mm -hmm. oh, well, you know, because God said this. Objection! God never said that. He said this instead. Get like bombastic animations going. Yeah. I'm imagining how this could be a fantastic game. I, I would like... be way more interested if it was that Jesus <laughs> going around just arguing with people, schooling them. You have to pull, you have to like pull out scripture and be like, ah, but what about this? And it's like, oh, you got like you have the overreactive fucking. <laughs> like, I think it would actually make people read the bible if that was the, yeah. like, if they're smart that's, that's what smart they want play. Mm -hmm. yeah. well maybe this needs to mix with the video game the bible they do like a crossover right, <laughs> right. so you have to like read the passage and that's then right. go back into the game and execute on it you know oh god yeah. is the bible out yet start seeing computers at churches i, I think it's been out for a couple millennia now on <laughs> i don't think it has been out that long sir a couple millennia? I don't think so. At least two. Nope. Nope. You're saying they wrote the Bible when Jesus was alive? Get the fuck out of here. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know the oh. shit. Mark wasn't even written until like 100 years after, probably. I mean, the Earth wasn't even invented 2,023 years ago. We know that that's how old America is. That's true, yeah. Uh, you can buy the Bible on Steam right now for $15. Oof. Or just go to your local motel and steal it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like the idea of being like oh god it's just it's so unchristian the idea of 
selling a ripped off copy of the bible for 15 bucks on steam yeah no one sells bibles nowadays i mean all of it's fucking wouldn't there be licensing there of some kind like some weird no it's out of the commons yeah who'd own the license jesus i have no idea maybe that's what you find out in the game is that the end of it is him trademarking the bible (laughs) in perpetuity It's, it's him and Walt Disney, the two the two companies fighting for <laughs> the for, two for unlimited copyright laws. Mm-hmm. Oh, is the final boss like Mickey Mouse? Like they fight to the death. Was <laughs> oh, it Mickey? Hey, and Kingdom Hearts would get real this weird. You gotta this have feeling like on the arc. It's feeling like a South Park episode now. Like. <laughs> it is. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, I mean, at least South Park's never touched Jesus. I've never ever portrayed jesus in no, any other episodes, I think, for sure no, i literally the first cartoon they made was about jesus and santa fighting <laughs> <laughs> that, that was before the show was even made that's what they made <laughs> mm-hmm. well let's go into something that is not surprising uh did you know apparently allegedly according to documents from uh the uk's cma that uh the that putting a game on xbox game pass leads to a decline in sales for about a year ish do you guys know not even Crazy. remotely shocked mm-hmm. but this is after phil spencer mr xbox himself has said that no that's not you know that's not true putting a game on game pass is is good for money i wonder if you meant good for money well, for the devs. they have said that it boosts sales specifically yes. said it boosts sales, boosts sales of those games that come on game pass which it we know now is not true at all mm-hmm. Because these are documents from like a, a, a governmental review. Well, and they're they're Microsoft's own information, yeah. right? <laughs> Straight from the horse's mouth. Yeah, it's from Microsoft. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wonder if they count sale. Like, it's a tricky thing to count in terms of like actual sales, but you can track player count. And I wonder yeah. how much of that was. They weren't actually looking at the sales numbers and just seeing the player count well, being I think extremely that's, high. Well, I think that's one of the things that's like kind of misleading a bit about this is that for some games, like, will it lead to fewer sales? For sure. But are there some games on Game Pass that never would have reached that amount of sales anyway? That are they're getting paid by Microsoft to be on Game Pass, whatever that might be. Like they've already got the money they likely would have got anyway out of it. Right. Like, so is it is it bad for games like that? Probably not. And we, there's been so many devs that have said no, like that Game Pass like saved us, like that's why it, it worked. Yeah, so, like, I was, uh, I saw somebody. Uh, bad. I saw, the, I think the No More Robots guy. They did Descenders, yeah. right? Yeah. He was yeah. tweeting this week about how every single time there's a Games Pass thing, Descenders comes up in some way, shape, or form. And then he kind of followed up by saying, like, well, we're gonna keep taking the Games Pass deals because it gives us enough money to fund the game without having to worry. Yeah. And I think it's very, like, yeah, it's kind of, like, epic um, in terms of, uh, I think, the mindset when it comes, for de- developers, at least, from the business side, like, getting that guaranteed upfront money, you know, how much time you have to develop, you can complete that game without having to stress about, oh, we need to go do mm-hmm. this license aspect so that we can get money here while we're building over here. Like, it's yep. it's a no-brainer. I mean, like... It, yeah. It kind of falls into the same idea as like Kickstarter, but instead of getting upfront money from the customers, you're just getting it from the publisher. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like no more robots pretty much said in as many words, like if we release a game, it's going to be game pass. Like, that's yeah. just the plan. I definitely think that there's some smarter ways to go about wording the benefits of game pass. Cause just saying mm-hmm. leads to more game sales. Uh, you know, it doesn't take anyone to look at that for too long and go, what, how, like that, yeah. that doesn't make sense at all. Yeah. Uh, are those people playing more games that have Game Pass? Yes. Um, are they purchasing Game Pass? Yes. Uh, but, you know, they might be buying DLC. Uh, I know I bought the anime DLC for the for the um, Taiko drum game <laughs> that was on Game Pass. Oh. I did that uh, with Forza. I upgraded. Yeah. Because yeah. the, the Game Pass doesn't come with a DLC usually for things. Mm-hmm. It comes with whatever um, the base game is in most cases, and then you want more, get more past there. Which, right. if you've made a, a a solid game and it's on Games Pass, somebody plays all the way through, they're going to be more likely to buy that DLC from that platform. Right. So, and I think this is just kind of the beginning of that shifter because you know we we've always talked about how Microsoft is playing a different ball game than Sony mm-hmm. and Nintendo, right? I think at this point to them, the the key metric isn't sales; it's minutes played, hours played. You know, it's it's very much like the sh- the shift Netflix has made to the like the movies and TV space, where it's not how many Blu-rays did this movie sell, it's how many hours was watched of the latest Netflix original or whatever, right? Like that's yep. the key metric. And I think right now in the gaming space, that's not quite the key metric across the board, but I feel like that's one that the Xbox people are watching pretty closely to mm-hmm. measure whether Game Pass is successful or not. It's one that Sony is also watching very closely because, um, you know, they, they like to show off how mm. many more of something they have sold, how, uh, you know, whatever X game has sold this many copies. Um, I can't remember the last time there was like a positive sales tweet from Xbox um, related to like player count that wasn't a this many people have purchased the game instead of this many people have played the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Xbox is definitely leaning more into the played statistics little by little. I think they're realizing it is a valuable me- metric. Um, but it also skews the numbers, right? For a release like Forza that is on Games Pass. But pe- most people are going to play it there because you're already on Xbox. And if you're on Xbox, you're probably in Games Pass as well. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, that would but be But you can't see true sales numbers because it unless they're sharing data that's like you know of x number of games pass subscribers this many played the game and then this many purchased it you know, right on disc or whatever that, that's where the data is going to start getting really weird i think over or, the next couple of years or even for them to say this many people played it this many were purchases this was how much through game pass mm-hmm. um, to see what that percentage split is I would like, love to see that data from them. I know they like, won't share it, but that would be like fascinating to look at the difference for the last like six months in terms of sales and played on Games Pass. Bro, I would lose it in that data just trying to understand and like wrap your head around mm-hmm. how that how much that changes things. Yeah, or some data that I'd really be interested to see now that we're about three weeks out from it like hi-fi rush how many people played it on game pass yeah. how many people purchased it on other markets or on xbox itself right like that is one i'm really curious about because i think it was so easy to get swept up in the like 
oh, it's out right now. And if you already have Game Pass, like there's no barrier to entry except downloading it. So yeah. I'd be curious how many people jumped on to play it, like of the Xbox Game Pass subscriber base. Yeah. 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 I'm I mean, sure that that's split uh, would also... numbers too. Mm. Yeah. I'm sure that that split would also be so wildly different for like the AAA versus the indie. Like for Hi-Fi Rush, I would totally imagine, you know, if I was to pull a number out that like you'd be in like the 70, 80% range played it because of Game Pass. But then for something like Forza, I would feel that it would be like maybe 40% was through Game Pass or 50% even was through Game Pass. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, which game tends to do? And I mean, that's probably data that they have internally that they are showing to devs to be like, this is your type of game, your genre, your scope and scale. And this is how many people hopped onto that. Right. There's how much money we can guarantee you, basically. Mm -hmm. it, is a, it brings up an interesting point of visibility for those that choose not to go the Game Pass way, too. Like, how much are they getting... Not, not necessarily fucked over, but like it's you obviously just by getting announced that you're coming in Game Pass, that's coverage of your game right. itself. Well, just being on it, uh, and you know, the games that aren't aren't going to get that kind of thing. So, I don't know. And obviously, Microsoft is choosing who is and isn't coming to Game Pass, right? Right. So, it's an interesting question of if they're curating the stuff and kind of almost choosing who is and isn't going to be successful i know it's not as simple as that but more for a lot of for a lot of things more or less that's what it is because so many fucking games get released not all there's tons of great games that don't get visibility right another, they're kind of choosing the winners yeah i'd love another curation process too because yeah. they, they have actually a just have video range. game donkey there Mm. giving thumbs up thumbs <laughs> yeah, down thumbs down. i think it's yeah. wild yeah 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 so i don't know it's like it's, um from a curation standpoint there's been some pretty small games on game yeah, pass too they've, they've, yeah. they've picked like, up some stuff that i hadn't heard of uh yeah. that's pretty good mm -hmm. so, i mean because they they kind of have to walk that fine line right because like they're they're really the the trailblazers in this video game netflix like model where they have to kind of be a criterion collection in some way you know what i mean like because it's not great for the overall subscription service if it's like yeah, but there's a lot of dog shit on there, right? Yeah. Like they need to have a pretty strong that's library. Why that's why it's an interesting question of where where things go, particularly for these smaller games that are looking for avenues of success. Because mm -hmm. um, like something like Steam, it's already so hard because there's so many fucking games that get released every day, and it just it mm -hmm. keeps getting more and more every year. More games mm -hmm. come out on there, and half of them are anime titty games. So <laughs> yeah, or, so it's or, hard. Or or BDSM Hitler. Yeah, that's right. Or the anime titty games, yeah. Awful, awful <laughs> shit. Um, so if we see more this more popular form of getting games to people, providing a service of here, let me give you the you have access to X games. And if you're not on those, are there's just going to be more games left out in the cold, or they're just not? It's not going to be viable as much anymore. Obviously, I'm thinking more into the future. They're not immediately yeah. right now. There's plenty of stuff for people to do. Right. But as we go further into the future, I wonder what that will mean if there's just fewer options for success, mm. meaning these bigger companies like Microsoft and Sony and Nintendo or whatever are making even having more of an impact on who and what games people get to see and play. Right. Makes you wonder. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think like if... Oh, go ahead. Even if you have like no 
know marketing yourself, the fact that you're on Game Pass yeah. means that you're going to be on the dashboard, on the console. You're going to be part of the multiple tweets from mm -hmm. the Xbox account, the Xbox Game Pass account, the PC Game Pass account. You'll likely end up in a sizzle reel somewhere. You'll be part of at least two or three Xbox blog posts. Um, those are huge channels to be on and to, you know, to be in game pass. It, it just immediately puts eyes on you. Um, yep. and it is kind of crazy. Yeah. It's going to be more eyes on you than if you just release on steam, like yeah. just out of nowhere. Right. And I'm hoping yeah. steam finds ways to like, I think steam next fest, the like build fest, the different fests they're doing throughout the year, I think are helping maybe elevate games. Anime um, titty fest. Yeah. yeah, well, like I was looking at all, all year long, baby. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I've been looking at I, I, my radar is pretty wide in terms of what we look for coverage wide, and so sometimes I'll come across a game and be like, man, this game looks fucking cool, but nobody's following it. Yeah. And there's on, only so much coverage we can do as a site, and there's things I want to do on the indie front, but like, it's been interesting seeing some of these ones that I typically see very, very small. And then they're a part of Steam Next Fest with a demo and they jump like two, three, four, five, all the way up to 20 to 30,000 followers. So I think it's going to be pretty critical for platforms outside of just Game Pass to find ways to do something similar. Or, yeah, yeah I, I don't know how the indie ecosystem as it is can continue to sustain the rate uh, of releases that it's on, right? Steam is definitely the most viable place yeah. for stuff. Yeah, because I mean, it, it accesses quite a few devices, you know, like of all ranges. So, mm. yeah. All that, and it's become a, just part of an expectation of the platform. Like what people go, that's what you get when you go there. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, when, people. when people say PC gaming, they think, they think Steam. Steam. Um, Steam and gaming. that's like very much more powerful um, in, the, in the mindset. <laughs> Which is why we keep seeing a lot of these other like people will spin up their own game client and it just it blows up in their face it doesn't work out um you're telling me Steam EA, is a titan. ea origin wasn't that great i played a game on ea origin this week i'm yeah. sorry yeah it is still a thing um wow. it's still a thing to access certain games yeah. soon, it, soon it won't be mm. Yeah, I guess they are moving a lot of stuff to Steam. Like, didn't Apex Legends move to Steam like a year or two ago? Well, they, well, they have that EA, that new EA app. Oh, yeah. Stuff the oh, new yeah. version is just called EA app, but yeah, it does right. the same thing as Origin. It's that's basically that's Origin. That's what I played it's the really game scary. on. Uh, oh, okay. So not yeah. really Origin. No. It's, yeah, they, they made it look nicer. It's like, you know, how Steam used to be like that kind of crappy flat gray, and then they mm -hmm. like made it look pretty. That's kind of just what they've done. Oh, they made this look pretty. Yeah, they they turned Origin from Windows Seven to Windows Eight. <laughs> RTX on. <laughs> yeah. RTX on. Okay. Good to know. Uh, speaking of these large companies, Ubisoft. Let's shift gears to them. Uh, they have had their finance calls in the past uh, week or so, and during those calls, we've learned that they will for sure be at E3, which you know, like three years ago, that wouldn't have been news. But just considering that E3 is weird this year it has been weird be. but 
is weird again. Uh, so Ubisoft will be there, and they've also teased that they have an unannounced large game coming up that is not Assassin's Creed and not that Avatar video game. Ooh. There's also been word that the plans for the Division 3 have been scrapped. So it's like likely not that. <laughs> Hopefully it will be a Splinter Cell game. I know it will not be. That would be crazy. It won't but be. We but. also know that they have the untitled Star Wars project that Massive is working on. That's mm. true. That would be so. pretty massive for them to show. Oh, I get it. Do you think it's it's a Division-style game? Play as four Boba Fetts. I hope not. That probably wouldn't be too bad. <laughs> the dichotomy of Star Wars fans. <laughs> there are two kinds of Star Wars fans. <laughs> I mean, my first thought was like, hmm, give, if you get like some good like, uh, like patchwork machinery or like working with like jetpacks and stuff and make it like a better anthem. <laughs> Could be a better Ooh. anthem. Could also be a division game. Yeah. Yeah. No. But yeah, I don't know. It's gonna be weird i'm curious what they're gonna have at e3 because i feel like ubisoft has just been kind of i mean as we've covered before right they've been kind of on a downward trend recently with the ceo being like balls in your court and i'm sorry i said that but yeah yeah, yeah. it's all your guys' fault that's what the big game is that's what i was about to say it's gonna be open world rayman ah uh, open world rayman um, where you have to climb towers that's right. You, you climb towers to reveal an area to complete challenges. <laughs> Honestly, a, a, a Rayman world go back to, or like a remake of the first Rayman with all of the weird fucking worlds, like the music world There's with like the spiky notes. Mm -hmm. um, that was a visually gorgeous and unique game. Yeah. And they yeah. just, they've never gone PS1 back to game. it. PS1 game. I don't think there's any gorgeous PS1 games. Yeah, I mean, gorgeous for the time, if you want to call it that. Mm. Eh. They, all, they all look like shit. Oh, Stretch is thinking hard. He's trying to find <laughs> Fantasy 3D. 7, 8, 9, baby. If it's a 3D game, it looks like shit. <laughs> yeah, as, I, I, my immediate 2D, thought went I would... to, My immediate thought went to, like, Lunar Silver Star Harmony. Because um, mm. that's a gorgeous, mm. got, like, full pre-rendered anime cutscenes, yeah. and it's all 2D pixel art. Uh, that's a pretty good-looking PS1 game. That uh, 2D I could see happening, but 3D there's no good look at 3D PS1. Games. Yeah, that that was like the the awkward acne puberty era of the games industry. You know, yeah, <laughs> like nothing looked pretty then. When you see like old Final Fantasy VII screenshots, like fucking hey, that game looks like garbage. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, I wonder if Ubisoft's new thing could also be like a Rainbow Six of some kind. I feel like they're always trying to come out with a new. Maybe. Like, was it I I would hope they're smart enough to know that it's like a relatively niche market. Yeah, well, I mean, Rainbow they're always Six. pumping out something new for it, right? There's like there was Wildland, yeah, popular. That the game that was called Quarantine and then COVID happens, or like it's called Extraction now. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's just yeah. weird that they have something that is like something like Spinner Cell. It's like people have been very vocal about it. And it did sell well as far as I know. And then it's like, nah. I didn't it's realize genre too. I didn't realize that Roller Champions actually came out. Oh yeah. I I don't even remember what this game is. That was the that was the the like fast paced roller derby game. Yeah. We mm. could like 
go all the way like up the walls and do tricks and stuff. Oh, I vaguely remember this at like PAX, I think. Yeah, it's free uh-huh. to play as well. Hmm. That that just entirely disappeared. Well, I think we all know what Stretch is doing tonight. It's going to be the one lone He's player. He's already got it downloading. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like Ubisoft is just in this weird place where like they don't have much goodwill. Like only the hardcore of hardcore Assassin's mm-hmm. Creed fans are still on that train, you know? Yeah. 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 So it's going to be interesting to see their E3. I feel like this is going to be kind of make or break for them. Well, not make or break, but it's going to be, you know. Uh, I think make or break is is on the money. You, you think so? Yeah. Ooh. I think, I don't think, like, they need this to set up whatever potential success they're going to have. Or they, they're they need to stop going so Ubisoft and go UB hard. Exactly. Mm. They're going to rebrand at E3. <laughs> okay. Will that be their, their new division funny. of, you know, adult gaming? You be hard. And that... <laughs> you'll be hard. Right, you'll be hard. The new, the new big game is another leisure suit. Larry. <laughs> there we big game, baby. Oh man. Yeah. Terrible. Man. I don't know. I'm also just very curious what E3 in general is going to fucking feel like. I, I it's just... going to be a weird year. It's very um, weird here, I yeah. Mm-hmm. For it, yeah, I want to see it. Me too. Yeah, I, I'm. It's gonna be curious. a new the crew, the crew three. That's the big. Game. Yeah, the that was. I forget. Was that leaked or announced or both? I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, our last bit of news here. Uh, going to Activision Blizzard. Diablo Four is getting an open beta and also an early access beta. Uh, if you pre-ordered the game, you will get early access beta on March 17th or 19th, I believe. And then the open beta... 24th through the 27th. Exactly. Or 26th, I thought. Or 26th, yeah. Yeah. So just two weekends. Friday like a weekend Sunday. Yeah, weekends apart. Uh, you can play up to level 25 in the game, and it encompasses like the prologue and Act 1. After you hit the level cap, you can keep playing, but you won't like make progress necessarily. Um and it's on the PC, on consoles, both Xbox and PlayStation. Diablo yeah. 4. Well, this is, I feel like for Blizzard, this is their like one, like they're seeing it as, all right, this will get us back in some good graces, hopefully. Like, mm. Please, please make just people like remember that we make good shit. Um, but I don't know. I mean, are you? Are you saying Overwatch 2 isn't good shit? I would say, yeah, people were really happy with all the changes they made with that, I heard. They really yep. enjoyed the stuff yeah. they did to it. Everyone's very positive. Everyone loves that Battle Pass. The Battle Pass is so good. Oh, and yeah. I can't wait for the Battle Pass in Diablo 4 because that's going to be a thing in a full oh, $60 sure. release. Uh, I hope they there's... try the Real Money Auction House 2. They've new and improved. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. I, I hope they don't I hope they at least learned something from what, what was the immortal? I was gonna say like oh the mobile game. Oh, yeah. yeah, like I hope they learned at least from their community, like hey, maybe don't do the paid upgrade bullshit, and and hopefully they won't do yeah. that in this one, or that's gonna be a hard. I would assume for- not. I mean, like that was a very mobile way to do things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like the. 
I don't think we know what's in the battle pass yet, right? I know there is going to be one, just don't know what. But I'm I'm struggling to think of what could be in it that's enticing because I've always felt like Diablo, the whole like even the cosmetic part of it, a lot of it's like you grind to earn the thing you want, yeah. and then you transmog for it, right? Whereas like if you can just you grind a level battle pass fifty to get that cool armor, it's like. I don't know. I kind of feel like that takes away the well, fun. There but. was there's uh I haven't played it in a while, but Diablo 3 was getting pretty big with the uh they did a lot of seasons mm-hmm. stuff. Mm. And you would you could be basically grinding or working towards getting a unique kind of armor set that had unique effects that you could do stuff with. And um when you're getting towards the really far end game of Diablo 3 anyway, it was like having the right armor set on or having a certain effect that does certain like was a big deal like changed a lot yeah. of your run mm-hmm. and the certain kind of enemies that you would do well against or not well against and how you strategize for that for whatever class you're playing right so my guess is it might be more along that because i know people liked that generally because it was like if i had a new thing that did x y or z to this ability that i liked it kind of did change the game somewhat how you're playing it right but does that feel good that you have to pay i don't know 20 bucks to unlock the battle pass um, to then grind out yeah. the thing or you can pay for all the levels which would cost you what another 60 bucks or something yeah they, the seasons might... paid in three no Mm-mm. i was gonna say i don't think they were it might do something really smart like with what fortnite does and like you know you generate enough premium currency by completing a season to mm. obtain the next season um they didn't then, even I do mean... that with overwatch so i'm not <laughs> I'm not confident in this. Like yeah. in Overwatch, they just added in the recent season that you can earn currency, but it's not the premium currency. It's currencies you can buy the old Overwatch 1 cosmetics. Mm. So it's not even the good one where you can buy the next how battle did, pass. How did they have something that worked so well for so long and then they just shot themselves in the foot? Free. <laughs> Money. Yeah. Money, yeah. Money absolutely yeah. wild yes I, I have very little faith in whatever this battle pass is going to look like for diablo i uh, hope it's not crap i can't comment on diablo 4 as like a video game like whether just the core gameplay of it is good or bad it's kind of hard to say Seems as long really as it cool. doesn't launch like three did i think it'll be all right but if it launches like three did again they'll have completely three lost all good three will. was great i really enjoyed right. playing it on my xbox yeah, yeah, I mean, after Ru- the major like realm reborn <laughs> patch, I'm sure. <laughs> the uh, I don't know. It would it be a Blizzard launch without it being a really rough launch? Come on, yeah, I, they're all kind of rough. I expect there's going to yeah. be some memes about one or two specific error codes yeah, that everyone's going to get. Was it error 37 before? Was that what it was? Yeah, something that like was that. the big one. Yeah. I'm sure we're going to get something like that again in Diablo 4. It's just, it's not a Diablo launch uh, without yeah. it. Yeah, we all, we all got to talk about how we, we were there in the trenches together. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, news team on standby for the launch uh, time. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I think Diablo 4 is still coming uh, in June, right? Like June, June yeah. Early June, like the first like week. That. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, what, first week and then 16 is like the end of the month? Final Fantasy 16. Yeah, yeah, it's like just two weeks later. June, so. Yeah. No, Rut 16 is the middle of a month. A month normally ends on about uh, 29 or 30, sometimes 28. Mm. Whoa, just wait a second. <laughs> Usually ends on like 29. Or no, 30. Fuck, no. Every well, four years, every one ends on 29. Years. 
Yeah. That's fine. They usually end on 30 or 31. Are you using the Australian calendar? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Can I just remove a day? Yeah. yeah, you just get a siesta at the end of the month. There's there's the there's the great the um, Spanish there's the great movement of the kangaroos, which is one day a month that just like no one can go outside for fear of their life. So we just don't even count that. That's just like a black day in between two real months. I get that's uh, understandable. I mean, it doesn't sound so bad. Uh, but yeah, that's Diablo Four. If you're interested, the open beta starts next month. Or if you pre-order, you can play it a week earlier than everyone else. And then you play the real game on June 6th. Well, we'll see what whether this will redeem Blizzard. Is redeem the right word? I mean, I don't oh, know. At least, at least turn some positive heads their way. Yeah, step in the right direction. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to get redemption from a, yeah. from a good RPG video game. but I was I used to be someone that played a Blizzard game probably almost every day. Or at wow. least several times a week. Not just WoW. Um but i don't think i've touched i i un, uh undownloaded the or uninstalled the blizzard launcher like years ago and haven't played anything in it's been at least two years probably wait how do you play call of duty then yep <laughs> so i don't know i don't know if i'm, if I'm all that uh indicative of other people i don't know mm. but diablo 4 is the first thing where i've been like well maybe Mm. So, yeah, I think that's that's the power Blizzard has right now is that even though um, they've had some rough couple years, like both from a reputational perspective, but also their video game perspective, right? Like just yeah. the video games themselves are a little eh. I feel like Blizzard has that power of, but you remember the good old days? You yeah, remember yeah. when you were in college and you had nothing to do, so you played WoW for 20 hours straight? Like that kind of shit. I did that know. in high school. There you go. Um, so I think, you know, people, there's there's that that connection they have, right? Or like, yeah. I'm sure every time they release an expansion, there's there's always that group of people that come back, play it for like two oh, weeks. Oh, for sure. Then, you know, yeah. stop. But I think Diablo 4 is probably going to have that same thing because like, you know, maybe not as many fond memories of Diablo 3, but Diablo 2 for sure. That There are people that's... Oh, yeah. Still, and the, know, the Diablo 2 Resurrected's done really well. And yeah. People seem to enjoy it. And for as much shit as Diablo 3 got, like people are like, oh, I only played 150 hours. This game sucks. Like, fucking mutt. That's, still 150 I, that's what was always funny to me. Like, this game is bad. It's like, dude, you played it a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and even then, like after after that first couple years, like after that big expansion they released, like Reaper of Souls or whatever that yeah. was, like by that point, I think Diablo 3 was kind of tuned in to like, you yeah. know, it's not quite Diablo 2, but it is still... A pretty popular action RPG. And Diablo yeah. feels like a little bit more of a momentous release for them because they happen so infrequently. Yes. So yeah. it's a bigger thing. Yeah. So I think we're going to start seeing some more impressions in March because I know that uh, some press has gotten like early access like a couple months ago to, yeah. to cover some stuff and it seems early promising, but who knows, right? Like Diablo is one of those games that lives and dies by its end game. Like the game doesn't really start yeah. until 20 hours in, right? That kind of thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, well, let's shift over and talk about another live service game. Rut, you've been playing Riot Games' uh, Val- Valorant. 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 Yeah. yeah I, uh, so we're between like. Who's Val and who's Ant? They have not released those characters yet. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. So I, I typically, typically play. 
Hunt Showdown and we're between seasons, which is usually kind of like the sort of boring time because you go from the entire map is on fire to, oh, it's just back to normal. Um, mm. And how did that so, differ from the rest of like, isn't it all boring time or? It is, it is a slow paced game. I, well, if you're playing it right, if you're not, if you're not Summit just charging in mm. and getting needed. Yeah, um, fuck you, Summit mains. <laughs> That's that's funny. That's, that's funny. That's, Guys, that's, I'm hard. That's, that's pretty good. Okay, yeah, so yeah, not familiar what, with Summit, huh? Yeah. What brought you back into Valorant? What what pulled you back in? Um, so I mean, I'm a I'm I'm a former CS:GO addict. Um, made it up into I think into the the LE ranks, which was pretty high at the time. Um, and then they changed the whole meta and I quit. Uh, but I have a, a, a very fond love for the team-based shooters, like, you know, Counter-Strike, Valorant. Splatoons. Uh, sure. I haven't played it. Um, and and uh, Rainbow Six is probably the other big one in terms mm -hmm. of having this set team that is built around specific characters or um, guns specifically, and then having to you know work as a team i think right. adds a whole different dynamic to a shooter um so we jump back in it's been uh oddly positive um in terms of every time we've gone back to rainbow six it, it is it's too toxic and we quit after a day Oof. um it i mean rainbow six got really really bad when we quit um but like Valorant has been, just been a bunch of people being goofy for the most part, which has been refreshing. Um, but I mean, with Games Pass, you have access to every single character and stuff like that. And so that was a big driving factor as well, like checking out the new operators. Mm. But uh, yeah, I, I'm just getting back in and kind of having to relearn everything um, in terms of the meta, the how to manage your economy, all that stuff. It's, I don't know. Their system is really well done from a user experience perspective too, which is a driving factor um, in how they offer different callouts. Like on the map, it it gets easy to learn because the overlay actually gives you the name of every single area. Right. Which in something like Halo or Call of Duty, like you just kind of make an assumption of what it's called. Mm -hmm. um, so jumping back in felt less daunting three years later right. um so but this is still like a pretty hardcore like time to kill is really fast like there are people who care about bullet spread it's like that level of you know for the most part yeah i mean i'd say from a time to kill perspective hunt is much faster um mm. i mean it's a lot more realistic but the speed of games and like when we first started playing it was purely just unrated and competitive and that was it and mm. deathmatch i guess now they have like uh, a shorter version that is first to five instead of first to 13. So you don't have to have the same level of time commitment as a 13 win match that can be, you know, 45 minutes to an hour. Mm. It's still not Counter-Strike that's two hours, but it you have these smaller chunks that you can play in as well. Right. So, I mean, that's something I've always felt Riot was pretty good at with their games is that you know, there's the main, the big one, like you can play a game of league and that used to be like anywhere 40 minutes to an hour, depending on how shitty everything mm -hmm. was. But like over the years, they've kind of fine tuned it where like the average, maybe more like 30 ish, 
yeah you can play them faster and then they have like the shorter game modes casual game yeah not dota 2 for the real moba people yeah if it's not a two-hour match you're not playing it right if, if well if it is a two-hour match you're playing it very wrong <laughs> something terrible has happened <laughs> yeah yeah but it's good to see that they're doing something similar with valorant too where you know it's kind of like more you can choose your length of game yeah they they offer a lot more options i think than you know counter-strike is purely that i think that's the big separator is that counter-strike is purely about the guns and a very specific meta and a specific way to play every single match whereas valorant with the different operators and abilities um there's there's no i don't want to say consistency like i could play ddus2 in counter-strike and the match would go pretty much the same every single match in terms of where people are placing themselves how people what guns people are picking up valorant i couldn't tell you like mm. it, it all depends on who's on the opposite side and who we have on our team because every ability can you know be an instant game changer right yeah well i'm glad you're enjoying your time with valorant i'm get, i'm glad game pass is giving you the the freedom to explore your favorite operator so it's just another yeah. one of those perks right uh stretch you've been playing monster hunter it says here monster hunter rise <laughs> no i am i'm not much of a monster hunter player but i have been getting into wild hearts um mm. rolled credits on it last week um just uh it's really fun game um they did a good job of taking that monster hunter format you know they really don't uh care too much about the story there's some pretty cringe vo in there um but the uh but the the gameplay itself is is really solid um eight weapons to learn you get a whole bunch of little summonable tools and stuff that you can that you can use to kind of deck out and change up the each of the four maps of the game but it's no longer just you you know you drop in but you can place down bases and campfires and uh grapple lines and stuff to get around faster so like death stranding um, yes <laughs> i've seen the comparisons to death stranding which is like it's not incorrect it's weird but sure it's yeah it's comparing it to death stranding is up there with saying that it would be like the dark souls of uh of of a monster, monster game or something yeah um but it's really cool there's some like really neat elements that work really well like all of the monsters are like fusions of like a, a a beast and some kind of natural element you're not going to get like big fire breathing dragons or this or that but you get like a, a gorilla that can summon lava rocks or mm -hmm. a uh, or a rat that has a flower bulb on its tail that will like uh create vines um but it really you know i'm a huge anime fan it came across extremely studio ghibli to me oh but you're um, killing the giant beasts. Well, yeah, no, like like when you're the bad guys in Mononoke, but it's still Ghibli. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's really cool. They do some they do some fun neat stuff. Um, the the VO though, it does that very cringe thing of like, oh, we're off to hunt another monster, Ikuzo. Or, oh wait, they in the English yeah, dub yeah, yeah. they say Ikuzo yeah 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 so they drop in like it's it's only ever like a single 
a single word. They also, anytime it's a Japanese word, they'll they'll fuck with the intonation as well. So it'll be like a character speaking normal English and then just the tone of the way that they speak. Ah, so we were out there and it was so crazy. This giant kimono showed up and and it's just like, what's going on? <laughs> or like there's an arigato every now and then that's thrown in and just like very small things. This is a game for the weebs. Finally, a game for the weebs. Yeah, yeah. no, it just is. It was weird uh, to listen oh. to the dub. Weebs are eating good lately. I don't know what you're yeah. talking about. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm curious about um, with so with Monster Hunter, you know, like there's what 18 weapons. There's a lot of weapons. I forget exactly yeah. how many, but it's like even if you play through the game focusing on one weapon, if you play through it again with a different weapon, it's like a totally. It feels like a totally new game in a way because you're learning a whole new skill set. It's like kind of like learning a fighting game character. You know, they yeah. all feel extremely different. It, does that kind of feeling carry through here in Wild Hearts? Where like if you play it with one weapon type switching to another just changes the whole game completely yeah definitely i played through the majority of the game with just with like the katana that you get at the start because i you know i'm someone who likes to get in and hit faster um with like a, a dps kind of class um but then you've got uh you know some other kind of basic classes you've got um or some basic weapons you've got like a giant hammer and that's just going to be slower um mm. you can do a cool move where you start doing like uh like hammer throw spinning mm. and then the handle of your <laughs> of your hammer extends like four times its length and you just become like a, a spinning top of death um but then they've got some pretty unique weapons like the the bladed um the the bladed umbrella which is a slower shorter range weapon but like any monster charging like you can parry them um which is really cool and you can parry and stun them and then you get a couple more hits on them when they're down right. um and then there's also a bow staff at the end that like alternates between five different forms Ooh. um but the forms are always like one after the other after the other after the other and to build up the special bar you need to be doing combos and swapping so at one point it's a bow staff, then it can turn into two tonfa, then you can turn it into a shuriken, um, and then as you build up its special bar, it's like final attack form. Is that it like becomes a giant like buster sword, like the the width of Cloud's sword with the length of Sephiroth's sword, and then you can just do like a giant <laughs> sweeping, uh, sweeping smash down. And that they are kind of rad, not gonna lie. all super different. The upgrade tree is really uh, is really broad as well. So um, kind of even if you start with the base katana as you as you split and diversify and pick up different abilities, some abilities like you can only have with that type of weapon and others you can like inherit from the previous ones in the upgrade chain. Mm, gotcha. Um, so I had one at the end that was like not just a, uh, the katana, but that I would have a forty percent higher chance of um, like removing body parts, which is of course good for better loot. But also I had a different ability from somewhere else in the upgrade chain that meant that every time I broke off a body part, um, 
for a certain period of time, I would do 20% more damage. Ooh. So you okay. can then kind of take a look at the upgrade path, see what does and does not carry over. And at any point, it's just a fee of gold to uh, disassemble that down to whatever point, and you regain everything that like you used to upgrade mm. it. So okay. um, even if you did like start out with a brand new weapon, if you wanted to like just recess your previous weapon, then you can dump that all in and end up with a with like an end tier level weapon having only paid a couple thousand gold or like 10,000 gold, which mm. is not much. Yeah, that, that's a pretty good system because that's one thing I felt with like Monster Hunter where if you wanted to switch weapons, like the further in you get with one weapon, the more work you have to do to kind of yeah switch to the a different one. So it's nice that you see you can like kind of revert things and convert it all. Less, uh, less sunk cost fallacy. <laughs> For sure. Um, uh, and you have a review out, right, on our site? I do. Um, so if you want more info, you can go check out the reviews. If you're playing it, then you can also check out our guides. I am blanking on what I gave it. A wild it heart out of 10. I gave it a, uh, a 7.5 out of 10. Yeah, um, the, other, the other really frustrating part to it, which is something that you want in these kinds of games, multiplayer, um, I was dropping inputs left, right, and fucking center. Mm. Um, and like, mm. I've, I like, I've got really good wired internet on my PC. Um, you know, for the, for the, like the summonable mechanisms, it might be that like, you need to summon two boxes and then a spring and then another two boxes and a spring to like, they'll all fuse together and become something more powerful. Like you can have like a, a targeted grappling line that appears. So when a monster's trying to run away, you can be like, nah, -uh, motherfucker, get back over here. Um, Very scorpion. But, yeah. Um, but when you're trying to do those inputs quickly and in online, um, I was getting things placed in the wrong direction, placed in the wrong order. Mm -hmm. And it would just, it just did not feel good. Yeah. I wonder if that's like a server side thing. Like maybe after a couple patches that all. Well, it's P2P. Mm. So uh, they can't fix it. <laughs> that's yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, you could probably they can probably do some stuff to increase the stability, but um, yeah, dropped inputs on peer to peer are going to be harder to fix than a than a server issue. Right. Boy. Yeah. Well, this is Omega Force, uh, creator of the best game ever, Dynasty Warriors Four. True. Uh, from what Thank I hear. you. Thank you for making sure that got in there. I of course. I just people to know. <laughs> yeah. Just thought I'd be sure about that. But yeah, this is Omega Force making the game, which, you know, I mean, you probably know them more from the Muso style games where it's kind of mash a button and just kill a thousand enemies in one hit kind of a thing. Skillfully kill people, yeah. Yes. Whereas Wild Hearts seems a little bit more uh, methodical yeah. in, in its approach. There's still definitely some like wild fucking moments. Um, and it is it does feel faster paced than some of the other Monster Hunter games that I've played. Um, but yeah, definitely not not a Muso game. <laughs> for sure. Uh, well, I have a game that I would like for us to play. This is a group oh. game. There's interaction. Yes, I brought a little quiz show to, oh, to our to ooh, our. That's right. He did warn us about this, but we don't I, know what it's about. I, I kind of forgot. Yeah, well, 
you're gonna get ready to enjoy so i'm gonna call this game who's that sujimon um so with the new yakuza game coming out tomorrow as of the time of publishing or if you bought the deluxe edition you can be playing it right now there's like a dragon ishin out it's you know it's the yakuza mm -hmm. games the like a dragon game set in uh, the samurai times but it, to kind of celebrate it um i'm i'm pulling up this game called who's that sujimon where in like a dragon like the seventh yakuza game called yakuza colon like a dragon before they rebranded everything to just be like a dragon the turn-based rpg one it's very heavily inspired by dragon quest but there's also a section of it that's inspired by pokemon because you meet a character named sujimon sensei who's trying to catalog all 252 of the enemies you will come across in his suji decks and when you first meet him he asks you to pick a character to learn from first and there's a red sujimon a blue sujimon and a green sujimon you pick one they all get mad at you and you fight them all because it's the yakuza game but what i've done is i've scrolled through all 252 of the sujimons in the suji decks and i've created a little quiz show for us to play where you guys are going to mm. guess which ones are real or fake essentially oh okay mm -hmm. just and by their name yes and I'm going to tee up some questions. So like, you know, it's not going to be completely yeah. blind, but you know, it's, it's just a little fun game. You know, you don't have to get everything right. There's no prize at the end. I'm excited. Oh, it's, it's pretty fucking good. So oh, in like fun. a dragon, Ichiban and his party fights all sorts of Yakuza. Which of the following Yakuza bad guys are not in the Suji decks? Which one is not in the Suji decks? The ornery Yakuza, the eloquent Yakuza, the drunk Yakuza, or some other Yakuza? okay so some other yakuza that's that's got to be a red herring got no be. way that no way that drunk is not a thing ornery i'm gonna go with elegant i think yeah, elegant is i think it's one. the ornery yakuza it's the drunk yakuza is not okay. in the game there is some <laughs> other yakuza Wow. Yeah. So I hope that what? sets the tone for the kind of shit this So is. wait, the, the 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 actual name of it is some other Yakuza? Some other Yakuza is the name of that Suji Dex entry. That's fantastic. <laughs> do, do the some other Yakuza have like special abilities or no, he's just some other Yakuza. So he's okay. that's just basically a Yakuza is what it's saying, right? Yes. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. So that, that's the level we're going at here. All right. Well, uh, All right. Man, this is impossible. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So in much like the Pokédex, there's kind of evolutions of, of enemy archetypes. Beautiful. So of the juggling enemy family, which of these is the final evolution? Shruggler, Thuggler, Juggalo, or Druggler? <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. They are all in the game. Just which one's the strongest? Oh, all four of those are actually real. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, can, you, can you read them out again? Struggler, Thuggler, Juggalo, Druggler. We'll go with Druggler. I guess Juggalo? I was thinking Juggalo also. J Juggalo is the king, prince, clown. Yeah, of, that's what it kind of felt juggling. like. Yeah. Does it have face makeup? It does. It, do you get into like, battle with it? It's full clown. You do fight it, and it's juggling shit and throwing it at you. That's beautiful. It's amazing. This is why the Yakuza series is like uh, an S tier series, man. Would you Truly. Would you say that the Juggalo has some kind of insane clown posse? He might. 
because there are other clowns in the game i think do they just like pull up the source and just <laughs> instead of insane it's something else crazy i i think they just had a lot of fun with oh the i'm names. sure so here's another one okay of the following four which one is a real sujimon mm. sir kicks a lot crazy the notorious vip or mc slammer and only uh, one of these is real? Only one of them is real. One of them is I'm, actually in the video game. I've got to give kudos for making up the other three at this point. <laughs> That's They're all awesome. pretty good. They're all pretty good. I think MC Slammer is that, real. That was where my was going to, was MC Slammer. Yeah. No, Little... The Notorious VIP is the real uh, character okay. in the game. Wow. This, yeah, this game has some really weird shit. Um, okay, here's another one. Which one of these is not a real Sujimon? Emperor of Funk, Captain Cruncher, Otaku at Arms, or Panagrafero? Uh, <laughs> I am I am one hundred percent convinced Otaku at Arms is in there. That one is for sure a Yakuza thing. <laughs> what was the first two again? Emperor of Funk and Captain Cruncher. Then there's Otaku at Arms the... and Pornographero. So Captain, Captain Cruncher. Cruncher is wrong. It is is not real. I was thinking Captain Cruncher. I'm gonna go. What was the Emperor Funk? Emperor Funk. Yeah. Uh, trick question. All four of those are in the video game. There is a. <laughs> <laughs> there okay. is a Pornographero. That one I was for sure too. Yeah. Also. So yeah. What What is the context of the Pornographero to show up? I am not actually sure. I've never run into it in the game, but it's just. I don't know. In the they would. I mean, in Yakuza Zero, they had a dude in, that would just dance in his underwear, and he was always like, "Yeah, hey, get me all this shit." Yeah. Like, wasn't Wasn't it? I can't in, remember his name. There was the panty. There was like in in Judgment. There was like a three tier like panty thief story yeah. where it's like yeah. there's there's like they all had different names, but there was like the the king panty thief stealer. All I don't kinds know. of shit. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Last question. Which of the follow which one of the following four is a human being? Man eating loan shark, Catherine, man eating beast king, or Clara and her excavator? What the fuck is this game? <laughs> <laughs> Only one of them is human. Man eating loan shark, Catherine, man eating beast king. Clara and her excavator. Catherine's definitely not human. <laughs> There's no way. I'm gonna go with the Beast King is human. I'll go with Lone Shark. I think it's the excavator because I think Lone it's just shark a lady and an excavator. <laughs> well, Rut got this one. It is the man-eating Lone Shark is the human. Uh, Any bonus points if you guys can guess what animal the other three are? <laughs> Catherine should be a sheep to reference hit game Catherine. Mm-hmm. Catherine's a uh, cat. It's in the Cather name. Catherine's a bear. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, you have to think of enemies that they would fight in the game, right? Well, I, I, I could easily them fighting a cat. Yeah. The Beast King might be a wolf. Beast King. What, what if a mm. wolf was a cat? No, that's the cat. It's a tiger. It's it's oh, a yeah. tiger. Oh, oh okay. 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 Yeah, but, okay, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I feel like you guys are never gonna get Clara and her excavator because that one is just 
Silly. Um, I think a horse. What's a very hmm, an elephant? I don't know. <laughs> I got nothing. It's a chimpanzee in an excavator that you have to fight. <laughs> you fight the excavator with the chimpanzee and I knew didn't I it was gonna be someone with an excavator. I knew the excavator was actually part of it. I knew that <laughs> you <Yeah>. can you <laughs> can you can you sumo throw the uh the excavator no i think with the big enemies like that yeah like there are multiple there are multiple excavators in the game this is not the only one you fight you do fight a wrecking ball at one point they have a whole big old like construction anyway yeah that's a whole that's been a thing yeah so you just beat the shit out of it it's oh that just reminded me we we didn't did you guys now that we're talking about yakuza uh-huh. did you hear did you see that story of where was that in the world i got i wish i could find that real quick where there was major companies battling over this shitty little alley for real estate and i was like oh my god yakuza <laughs> heroes real that's, that was the whole thing it was all about the shitty alley where like they yeah. needed that for the thing and that was an actual that's an actual like Life thing that's happening art right mm-hmm. now i can't remember where it was happening though it's amazing like a dragon is reality we're just living in it yes anyway yes if you don't like want to play that game now go fuck yourself is all i gotta say <laughs> like, it's amazing i mean it really is the, the like a dragon games are fantastic and i can't wait to play like a dragon machine yes you know, it's, it's samurai time so it's not like you know modern day with everything but you still get a revolver so <laughs> That's so uh, so rad. They don't, you don't use a gun in the Yakuza games, but now you do. And in the samurai one, you do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Makes total sense. I mean, it's it's like late 1800s or 1860 samurai, whatever. It's you know, yeah. like yeah, guns the are end around. of the samurais. Yeah. The the Americans have landed in in Japan. The Dutch Gross. and all that. Oh yeah, fucking Americans. So this is like 1890s. Yeah, I think I think so. Well, it's getting pretty late into it. But that, I think, wraps us up for this week's episode of the Tech Raptor Podcast. We hope you enjoyed. We hope you had some laughs. Uh, and if you did, please hit the like button if you haven't. Hit subscribe if you haven't. And let us know down below, what's your favorite enemy from Yakuza Like a Dragon? And why? <laughs> why is it Clara the Egg and her excavator? Because it's fucking fantastic. Um, if you want more of us, we're always publishing we're always publishing news, reviews, features, etc. at techreptor.net. Or if you want more of this show, we will be back in your feed next Monday. And we will see you then. Bye.